Hey, it's EDB, that's Eric Deshaun Baird for this day 26 of month 7, 2023. Our Wednesday meditation is gearing up in just a few moments. All right, see there's more than one way to skin a cat. Good, uh, is it afternoon? It's morning. You feel about that? It's morning. I think the king, I think the king is getting ready for lunch. Afternoon. I don't know how you, I, the computer is not acting right, so I don't know what's going on with that. So I can't, uh, I can't look at you. But nonetheless, we are here for this great Wednesday uh, before we have a little bit of fun here in the city. All of y'all little kids is getting ready to go have some fun in the park. Uh, if you don't forget, I should have said, please remind yourself, but I guess that's the same as don't forget about the festivities this weekend. Uh, down at Dominion Tower on the Elizabeth River. So, uh, you know, if you can't make it, at least tell somebody about it. Tell them to, to uh, come on down at 8 o'clock on Saturday morning, and uh, we'll gladly, gladly have them. And then maybe you slide yourselves on down there. Everybody, we'll welcome everybody even if they got to roll you in in the chair, we'll still welcome you on down there. So everybody come on down. Uh, Mama Bell is here. That I know. My dear granny is here. I know that too. And so we will, in our Wednesday fashion, my dear granny will open us in what they call prayer. And then Mama Bell would do what they call playing. Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We give thanks to God always and all mention and everything that he do for us. As we come this morning, Holy Father, to say thank you. We thank you, O oh, merciful Father, for waking us up this morning, watched over us all night, God, and kept us from hurt, harm, and danger. We thank you for the activities of our limbs, and we thank you, God, to be able to mingle our voices together to praise and to magnify your name. We just want to tell you thank you for another great opportunity you have given us. Uh, we don't take it for granted. But it's you, your gift, you give us morning by morning. You give us new mercies morning by morning. And we just want to tell you thank you. As we go forth today, God, we ask you to shine on us, God, that we might be the shining lights in this dark world, that we might encourage others to come to you, that we might encourage others to know you are a sweet Savior. And we love you, God. We just praise you this morning. Bless our service today, minister our pastor today, God. We ask you to give him wisdom and knowledge and keep him standing for you. 
Keep him, O oh God. Encourage, O oh God. Looking up to you for what's coming, his health and strength. We just want to tell you thank you. Look on every listening ear this morning, wherever they may be. Your hearts encouraged. Keep them, O oh God, praising and magnifying your name. We just want to tell you thank you for this opportunity. We just praise you, God. We love you. And we give you glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And amen. Chapter 4, verse 8 says, Above all, maintain constant love for one another, since love covers a multitude of sins. Be hospitable to one another without complaining. Just as each one has received a gift, use it to serve others as good stewards of the varied grace of God. If anyone speaks, let it be as one who speaks God's word. 
If anyone serves, let it be from the strength provided by God, so that God may be glorified through Jesus Christ in everything. To him be glory and power forever. And all those who agree with the word respond with the howdy. Amen. Did I did I lose you? I'm here. Oh, I was just making sure I I heard myself. This morning, if I could take a few moments and in that reading, I know it was stunning to you. I want to talk about or talk to you, not necessarily uh, in the. Uh, theological order of preaching, if you please, but more having to talk, you know, I don't really like to uh, call it preaching. I'd like to tell you I come to church for therapy. And so in this moment of therapy, I would like to consider uh, the idea, if you please, the ideology, if you please, of the overpowerment of love. Uh, I'm confused by that word, that four-letter word, that action word, if you please, because it seems to have many cognitations, many ideas, many feelings. It seems to take on many variations or it seems to have conditions when the text arguably, and not just this one, but uh, the chapter of love, if you please, from the book of First Corinthians chapter 13, which argues all the points that uh, make up the word. And yet, for some reason, as I mentioned, there's constant conditions on love. This weekend on Saturday, there is going to be some activities going on. You know how I've been labeled as the gay man's preacher, that I was secretively trying to sneak gay rights into the church. It's not true, but then again, everybody can have their own perspective. But the problem that I have is not that the church or Christians or anybody should believe anything that goes against their fundamental beliefs. I've never taught that. I've never believed that. I never believe that you should uh, somehow change your reality or your theological belief to Adam and Steve. I've never said that you should be a person who now considers the the alternative ideology, idea or ideals that that a man and a man should uh, be in a relationship or a woman and a woman. I don't believe that. I don't believe that you should take up that position. 
I believe that every man stands before his God in his own merit. The particular thing about that is that we all go to God individually. We all come to God individually. The scripture says, they that worship him, the worshipers shall come to him in spirit. Your faith is in you. It is personal. It is your personal conviction between you and your creator. And there are certain aspects of that that might differ. Sadly, we're supposed to serve well. Uh, reality-wise, we're supposed to serve one Lord and one faith and one baptism. I guess I should have kept it that way, uh, sadly, uh, because even though we're supposed to serve one Lord, one faith, and one baptism, we got every different type of reformation and every different type of church from one corner to the next. About 510 now, I think we grew a little bit. That carpet issue just didn't settle right in you know. But why should I bring up to uh, Southern theologians, if you please, Southern religion, should you please? Why should you in any way have anything to do with anybody who uh, has considered an alternative lifestyle? I believe that you should have not a consideration or not a heart for them, but rather you should look at them the same as you would wish for someone to look at you as a human being. I believe that we should get past theology and religiosity and differing of thought. And look at people as individuals. After all, the scripture argues that we should hate the sin, not the sinner. Well, Eric, I'm glad you got to the point of calling them a sinner. You're right. Let's go ahead. I'll call them that. I have no problem taking the position of calling uh, the gay man a sinner, the gay woman a sinner. They are sinners. Yes, sir, they are. Uh-huh. But, you know, but, you see, there's another thing that we like to add and we need to add in there, if you don't mind. Not only is the gay man or the gay woman a sinner, but you and I are sinners, too, for, the, for we all. Oh, you forgot that part, didn't you? I know it's a slip-up. Sometimes we forget. We all have sinned and fallen short. And so when you look at people as humans, it then diminishes the characterization of sin. It it diminishes which sin is greater than the other. But now we're all in the pile. We're all unworthy. We all don't deserve it. We all were hell bound at one time. We were all born in sin and shaped in iniquity. There's no way to categorize all. 
There's not different levels. Oh, let's look at it here, cause Johnny he he did a little bit more than Sally. I find it to be interesting. I find it to be interesting that many of us went to church. We went to church for years. The preacher was a drunk. You knew about it. The preacher's kids was hoes. You knew about it. The preacher's kids was making babies in the back of the church while you was in the sanctuary praying. You knew about it. The people was coming off of the club on Saturday night and and drunk as a skunk, but they got on the usher board on Sunday morning. You knew about it. Some folk had the philosophy that it didn't matter what you did Saturday night, as long as you was in church on Sunday morning, you was all right. You knew about it. So how can we criticize a group of people when most of us was swimming in sin? You knew it wasn't right what the men and girls were doing in the house. What your sons and daughters was doing, running women and smoking reefer. You knew that wasn't right, but you said nothing. You let them sit there because they had a good job. Come on, let's tell the truth. They were bringing in good money. So the love of the money covered a multitude of faults. I'm not beating you up about it. I'm just stating some facts here. How can we call out sin in someone else? When there's a whole lot of stuff that we all should go to the altar for. Again, this is not a, a subtle, I don't believe in subtle acts. I, if I'm going to tell you something, I'm just going to come right out and tell you. I, again, repeat, would never get on here like, as long as I got my right mind and present any argument that says that you should accept anybody's life. You shouldn't. Every man is my mother loved to say every man, every woman got to stand on their own bottom. Every tub got to stand on his own bottom. You got to go to the Lord for yourself. I ain't got nothing to do with you. You ain't got nothing to do with me. It's me. It's me. It's me, oh, Lord. I'm here by myself. The only argument that I pursue today is one that looks at oneself in the mirror, that judges oneself based on his own. Brother Joshua, he had a a conversation I would like to believe. In the last of his book, he uh, 
had a little discussion, you understand? And in that discussion, Joshua made the point. He said, listen, I've come to the conclusion that we on different sides of the track here. You see the world your way, and you believe one way. And I would prefer that you consider uh, the view that I have, that you take my position. I would prefer that. I sure would. I, I actually believe it might be a little bit better if you if you took my position. After all, you know, I was the successor to the deliverer. After all, I was the successor to the man who actually uh, stood in the face, if you please, of God. I, I was there on the mountain, you know, when when Moses, uh, my predecessor, when he went up and and went around the bend and he got those little tablets, those Ten Commandments. He went up to see God. I was the predecessor of the man who actually found God in a bush that was burning, but wasn't consuming. I am the predecessor. So I, I would like to believe that I got a little bit, little bit, little bit, little bit, a little bit of on God. But I understand, Joshua said. I understand that that, that you you are of a different persuasion now. That's that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. So let me tell you what we're gonna do. I'm going to be okay with you living your life the way you choose. Just as long as you're okay with me living my life the way I choose. As for me and my house, as for everything that calls this place that I reside home. Now, even if you take a position differently than mine in my home. Well, that's fine as well. I just would solicit that you get another home. Fred Sanford on one occasion said it clearly. I think he and Joshua had lunch together. They had come to an agreement, did Fred Sanford. Fred Sanford and Joshua sat down, and old Fred said, you know, Brother Joshua, I think you got a point there. Yeah, you can let them do what they want to do, but see, this is my house, and a man's house is his castle. I ain't going to have no hassle in my castle. So I'm very, very, very convicted and convinced and of the opinion that one should live their lives 
the way that they believe. But see, what I would like to submit for consideration is that what goes on in your house is in your house. The God that you serve is your God, and somebody else may serve a different way. And whether that's right or whether that's wrong, that ain't none of your business. And it's none of mine. The sin that goes on in somebody else's house ain't got nothing to do with me. And the sin that goes on in my house ain't got nothing to do with you. For after all, every tub has to stand on its own bottom. And so once we understood, I believe, the actual mandate, if you please, the actual assignment of our creator or the son of which, he said, go into all the world and compel, show them people, Show them what you're working with. Mama Bell played one time, or if she didn't, it was definitely on her mind. That you will know we are Christians. Not by how many Bible verses we know or how much we can argue the scriptures of that. We are very familiar with the Greek text or the Latin translations. Not because we can sit and theologically have a dissertation for hours. Not that we can go in and discuss the rise and fall of the biblical Roman Empire. But they will know we are Christians by love. Humanity, the right of human beings, supersedes our theology, it supersedes our religion, it supersedes our reformational affiliation, our denominational loyalties. Love covers a multitude of church conferences and church and constitutional crises. Love doesn't need to be wrapped up in committee. It don't need a two-thirds vote from the congregation. Love doesn't have to have an annual meeting to discuss how to operate it. No, you just know that you are a Christian by your love. If I could put a key bosh on this this morning or afternoon or evening, however this finds you, I'm so grateful to be with you. My argument is, regardless of who or what, when or where
Love should cover. Love looks beyond the faults. It looks beyond the disagreements. It looks beyond the theological struggle. It looks beyond the religious difference. It looks past reformation on the denominational affiliations. Love could care less about whose church you go to and whose church I go to. Love looks as people as human beings. And and may I say this, for any people group that one decides to discriminate on, I particularly say to our brothers and sisters, who are of the African-American faith, of the African-American descent. It wasn't that long ago. And to some degree, we are still in this reality. Please turn your TV on or your radio, pick up your newspaper or your phone, go to one of them news apps, and you will find that they are, even in today, still trying to use the same book to hang your cousin from a tree. Oh, say, can you see little Johnny burning from that tree? For we do believe that this act is of God. Because we read it somewhere in the B-I-B-L-E. Now, if you're going to say that that is wrong, which you should, that all sin is wrong, all struggle is wrong, And all love, regardless of that struggle, is right. This morning, my prayer for you and for all involved is that love would supersede. It doesn't have to disagree. It doesn't have to believe in. It just has to believe on. Nobody went and told the woman with the issue of blood or the woman that had the seven demons or the woman who was sitting there with the men. Jesus didn't go and and criticize the girl first. You know, first he criticized the people. He said, he who's without sin, y'all go ahead and tell me. Go ahead and cast it. Go ahead and get the stone. Then afterwards, he told the woman, he said, go and handle your business. My mother loves to talk about, uh, as I conclude, that every tub should stand on his own bottom. And I do know that I've gone over my time. I appreciate you for your patience. I'm going to be through in a minute. 
My mother loved to talk about that that lovely thing by that granny of hers. Every tub she stand on his own bottom. But that woman also said, he who lives in a glass house should never throw stones. So my prayer today is regardless of how people live differently from you or I, even how they may worship saints, you and I have a different creed and a different code that we are mandated to live by, and they should know that we are Christians by love. May the grace of God And the love that he has shown for us, rest, rule, and abide now and forever. May we pray for Brother Dennis as he has seemingly had phone trouble. He was here, and it keeps kicking him out. So we pray for him. And we pray for you that the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit will rest over you and your family until we have the opportunity to meet again. And all the people said, Amen. 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 We'll see you Sunday. Bless your heart.